This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Modes of Mechanical Ventilation by Dr. Tracy Woolbrink. Please note that in this video we will be following the guidelines used at Boston Children's Hospital. Some of this information may need to be modified based on the equipment, guidelines, and practices in place in your institution. Hi, my name is Tracy Walbrink and I'm a pediatric intensivist at Boston Children's Hospital. In this video I'll be describing some of the common modes of ventilation that you might use when putting a patient on a mechanical ventilator. This is not meant to be an exhaustive list. I'm not going to be talking about modes such as APRV or high-frequency ventilation, but I'll be talking about some of the common modes that you would see on almost every ventilator. I want to start off by saying that every ventilator uh, is essentially going to do the same thing. It's providing a breath to a patient at a set frequency. And the different modes of ventilation are going to do exactly that. Uh, there might be different reasons to choose one versus another, but all ventilators and all modes are going to provide a breath to a patient at some sort of frequency. And so we'll be discussing the differences between these modes and why you might decide to choose one versus another for your specific patient. Volume Assist Control Ventilation so in volume assist control mode, you're going to set several parameters. The first parameter that you're going to set is a tidal volume. And the tidal volume that I've set here is 100 mLs for this patient. And then you'll be uh, required to set either an inspiratory time or a peak flow. On this ventilator, I've chosen to set the peak flow of around 12, which gives me an inspiratory time of 0.6 seconds. You'll also be responsible to set a mandatory breath rate, um, a level of PEEP, uh, trigger sensitivity, and uh, FiO2, or fraction of inspired oxygen. All the breaths that a patient receives from volume assist control is going to be the same, whether they're not spontaneously breathing at all and they're receiving all 25 breaths as initiated by the ventilator, or if they're breathing above the ventilator and they're taking spontaneous breaths on top of that, every breath will look exactly the same with the same tidal volume, the same peak flow, which translates to the same inspiratory time, the same PEEP, and they're getting the same FiO2. So every breath is exactly the same. On most ventilators, there's an indicator that will tell you whether the patient is breathing spontaneously or if the machine is delivering all the breaths itself. In this ventilator, you'll see a yellow indicator when the patient is triggering the ventilator spontaneously or a red indicator when the ventilator is delivering a breath based on the mandatory breath rate. Now the problem with volume assist control ventilation is that it can be uncomfortable for the awake patient. If a patient is able to initiate breaths and is somewhat awake, they might find this mode uncomfortable because they're not going to be able to control their own eye time. They're going to get the same flow, the same tidal volume with every single breath. It is this constant flow, as represented by the square flow pattern, that can make volume control ventilation uncomfortable for the patient. Volume SIMV Another type of volume control ventilation is volume SIMV, or synchronized intermittent mandatory ventilation. I'm going to choose that now. 
you may notice on your ventilator that it's sometimes written as volume SIMV plus PSV or plus pressure support ventilation. And that refers to the fact that when a patient is spontaneously breathing in this mode, their spontaneous breaths are going to be supported by the pressure support value, and they're not going to be the set tidal volume breath as in assist control. So in volume SIMV, you're going to set the same parameters that you set with assist control, including your tidal volume, your peak flow or your inspiratory time, your mandatory breath rate, PEEP, trigger sensitivity, FiO2, plus you're also going to set a pressure support level. So in volume SIMV, depending on whatever your mandatory breath rate is, the patient will receive that number of breaths that are equal or similar to the assist control breath. So they're going to have the same tidal volume, the same peak flow. However, when the patient breathes above the ventilator, those breaths are going to be supported through pressure support and will look very different. For this patient, it's 11 centimeters of water. So you may notice that there might be a difference in the ventilator waveforms when a patient is breathing spontaneously above the ventilator versus the breaths that are being delivered by the machine. You might see that the tidal volumes may be higher or lower depending on whether the pressure support uh, is matching the amount of pressure required to deliver the dialed in tidal volume. You can set the pressure support to be the same or different than the pressures that are required to deliver your set tidal volume. This mode of ventilation is extremely good for weaning a patient because you'll be able to decrease your rate and decrease the amount of pressure support over time as the patient's lung compliance changes. And again, in this mode, just like in assist control ventilation with your set rate, you're gonna set a tidal volume and you'll be monitoring the pressures that are required to deliver this tidal volume. Pressure assist control ventilation. The other major type of mode of uh, ventilation is pressure-controlled ventilation. You can choose, similarly, pressure assist control or pressure SIMV. I'm going to choose pressure assist control here, and you'll notice that it's very similar to volume assist control in that you set a rate for the patient. The difference lies in the fact that with pressure assist control, you actually set an inspiratory pressure rather than a tidal volume. And with the inspiratory pressure, you're going to monitor or measure the tidal volume that will be delivered based on those pressures. So for instance, in this patient, I've set an inspiratory pressure of 20 centimeters of water, which is giving me a tidal volume of around 100 mLs for this patient. You can see that I've set a pressure and I get a monitored tidal volume. So you want to make sure that you set alarm limits to alert you to when your tidal volumes are too low or too high for the specific patient. And with that information, you can adjust your pressures accordingly. Point of clarification. The peak inspiratory pressure, or P-peak, as it appears on many ventilators, is equal to the sum of the set inspiratory pressure and the PEEP on the ventilator. If one wishes to obtain the delta pressure, simply subtract the PEEP from the peak inspiratory pressure. So you'll notice in this mode of ventilation that you'll also set uh, the inspiratory time, your mandatory breath rate, your PEEP, trigger sensitivity, and your FiO2, which is quite similar to what you said in volume assist control. And again, just like with volume assist control, if the patient is breathing spontaneously, every breath is going to be delivered in the same fashion with the same parameters used, so all of your flow loops will look similarly. Therefore, they'll have the same delta pressure and the same inspiratory time, depending on whether or not they're breathing spontaneously. So the waveform will look quite similarly between the patient's spontaneous breaths and the machine-delivered breaths. And again, the difference in this ventilator is the change in color that you'll notice. 
So this mode of ventilation is pretty good for a patient who might be very sedated or paralyzed. Um, and for a spontaneous awake patient, uh, they might find, again, this mode of ventilation uncomfortable. Pressure SIMV. And the next mode of ventilation that you can choose is uh, pressure SIMV, or synchronized intermittent mandatory ventilation. And just like in volume SIMV, you're going to set um, an inspiratory time, a mandatory breath rate, a PEEP, trigger sensitivity, and FiO2 level, but you'll also be setting a pressure support level. And since we're in a pressure controlled mode, we'll be setting some sort of delta pressure. So just like in volume controlled ventilation, the main difference between pressure SIMV and pressure assist control is that in the spontaneously breathing patient, any of the spontaneous breaths, the patient will be allowed to control their own inspiratory time. And that's the big difference between the two. So it is a much more comfortable mode of ventilation for the awake patient. And again, we often use this more for weaning patients because again, you can wean down on both the rate and the pressure support over time as the patient's lung improves. And with any of the pressure ventilation, again, it's important to recognize that you're setting a pressure and you're measuring the tidal volumes. So if the patient's lung compliance decreases, for example, the patient's lungs are getting sicker, you're going to see lower tidal volumes being delivered for the same pressures. Likewise, as the patient's lungs get healthier and the compliance improves, you may see a larger tidal volume for the same given pressure. So it's important to monitor those and to be able to adjust your pressures accordingly. Pressure support ventilation. Now the final mode of ventilation that I will discuss is a mode of ventilation that requires the patient to be breathing spontaneously. So you cannot use this mode of ventilation if a patient is paralyzed, if the patient has an inadequate respiratory drive, or if the patient is heavily sedated because the patient will not be able to trigger the ventilator acceptably. So the, this mode of ventilation is pressure support ventilation or PSV as you can see here. Some ventilators have uh, both pressure support ventilation and CPAP in the same mode. And CPAP stands for continuous positive airway pressure, which is basically similar to PEEP. Um, and sometimes you can provide CPAP through this particular mode. I'm just gonna discuss pressure support ventilation today. So in pressure support ventilation, you'll be required to set your PEEP You'll also be required to set a pressure support level, a trigger sensitivity, and an FiO2. In this patient, we can set a pressure support here of 10 centimeters of water. As I mentioned before, this mode of ventilation requires a patient to be spontaneously breathing. If, for instance, the patient stops breathing for, say, 15 seconds, and that may be the same apnea interval that I set in my alarms, when the machine recognizes that the patient is not spontaneously breathing and is becoming apneic, the ventilator will automatically go into a backup mode and will deliver the set backup rate and set breaths as I have programmed into the ventilator. So it's important to remember that pressure support ventilation must be delivered with a spontaneously breathing patient and that you must set your alarms appropriately so if a patient does become apneic, the machine will sense this and will put the patient into a backup mode. 
pressure support ventilation is a very useful mode when weaning a patient and determining whether or not they're ready for extubation. What we'll commonly do is switch the patient over to pressure support ventilation prior to thinking about whether we are going to extubate them. We'll put them on minimal pressure support, just the pressure support level that's required to overcome the resistance in their endotracheal tube, and we'll monitor them and see what their respiratory rates and their tidal volumes do, amongst other parameters, and help to determine whether a patient would be ready for extubation. So this is a very good mode for a weaning patient. So in summary, in this video I've discussed the differences between pressure control ventilation and volume control ventilation. And I hope that you take away that pressure control ventilation is a mode where you set a pressure and me measure the tidal volumes. Whereas in volume control ventilation, you set the tidal volumes and measure your pressures. I've also discussed the differences between assist control ventilation and synchronized intermittent mandatory ventilation and we've discussed pressure support ventilation, which is a spontaneously breathing mode. That concludes our video on modes of mechanical ventilation. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org. Thank you.